<laughs> what the f- You're listening to the F Word Podcast, a fertility platform where I talk about finances, money, insurance, cost, debt. The topics everyone avoids, hates, and passes along because it's the hardest to speak about. With eight years and counting financial fertility experience, I touch on my personal experience working in the fertility industry, provide you the ins and outs, the secrets, information to consider, and keep in mind throughout your fertility journey. Whether you are trying to conceive or starting your generation, I'm here to guide you every step of the way. This podcast is sponsored by Endless Gen, a fertility financial consulting agency founded and owned by Kimberly Vilches Arias. Endless Gen's consulting services aim to prepare clients as they begin what can be a beautiful, but at times a grueling process. Endless Gen's mission is to provide industry knowledge through individualized consultation to ensure all clients feel confident in their decisions and supported throughout each stage of their journey. I am your host, Kimberly Vilches Arias, founder of Endless Gen, and let's get to it. Okay. Thank you so much for coming, first of all. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um I, I, I would say, like, maybe you should ask me, like, what, <laughs> what, what I'm doing in the fertility world course, for, for seven, for, so, for, for, uh, like, for so long. Know, but for it has so been, like, long. maybe like a 17 or 16 or 17 years. I, I, I think that's, that's the point. <laughs> so, I have invited a really good OG. <laughs> who's been in the fertility industry for like 20 plus years. Not so 20 plus, 17. Seven, almost 20 years. Yes, almost. So that's a lot. And um, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, thank you for doing this. So I, yeah. I really wanted my audience to get more information in regards to how the industry has changed within your eyes. That that's a very interesting question. Um, but actually, how did I end up? Um, so basically, I was working in the medical field for like over twenty five years, mm-hmm. and uh, so like a sixteen or seventeen years ago, I ended up. Uh, I worked for fertility clinics in uh tri-state area and um i was dealing with financial i was working for like a small small companies okay. so in a small companies you deal with everything so like small you, companies in jersey or new york or new jersey and new york so did you start in your new jersey. first clinic in jersey in was jersey. it a fertility or was it fertility. just in the medical field no no, no that's that was your that's, first job i mean uh, well, no 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 it, no it's not it was <laughs> it was not a, not the first job but i ended up in a fertility clinic so occasionally uh, but a small small companies when when, when i say small companies you when, when you are in a, like a financial field uh-huh. you deal with everything right so you have to know benefits. Right. Well, the patient walks in, you have to know the benefits. You are dealing with the billing. You're dealing with prioritizations. You're dealing with uh, um, out-of-pocket expenses. Right. And everyone wants to know like how much I have to pay. And especially, you know, in the infertility field, you deal with the like young people. It's not like a, a 70 or 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those people, they are in the 30s and 40s, and they don't go to doctors a lot. 
and they don't know what the copy right. copay means or deductible or coinsurance. So basically, like maybe like a couple times th- times a year, uh, you have like a, a stuffy nose, so you have like a, I don't know vaccine or your regular GYN appointment, something like this. But infertility, it's like a different, absolutely different field. Okay. So you're gonna you're yeah. gonna you're of gonna have course. like a financial uh, right. financial responsibility. You have to understand this. How was that experience from Jersey clients and New York clients? The same. The same. Absolutely right? the same. It's just probably a little bit more crazier, or was it the same? Oh, <laughs> even the people uh, we are comparing now it's it's not a fertility field right we are comparing people living in new jersey people living in new york so that's but that's not the, that's not the, the point for the patients though but it wasn't I, I a win say, I, I would say people in, in new york they're more busy <laughs> so okay. you know they, they don't have about, time how about the cost no, same. Cost that, that's same. that's the same. Oh, that that depends on the on the on the doctor on the doctor's um, um, contracts with insurance company. Okay, it's nothing, nothing. Uh, it's nothing with like New York or New Jersey. It's uh, uh, type of insurance you have, right? And type of employer you have, and uh, whatever is covered by your insurance. Mm-hmm. And whatever is not covered by your insurance, okay, it's there is no difference. No difference. Uh, absolutely not. I, I would say, of course, uh, of course, Manhattan is more expensive than, uh, let's say, the other states. Uh-huh. But it's n- not about like New Jersey and New York are very close, so it's right. not. Um, okay, and you would say no change in cost. It obviously depends on policyholders. If they have fertility benefits, then it depends on their restrictions, their policy, and their physician's contracted rate. Uh, absolutely, yes. And uh, based based on employer, what what kind of benefits you're offering? Okay. So because because the New York New York state mandate and New, J- New Jersey state mandate they are different, completely different. Absolutely, I, I mean, uh, they are both mandated states. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But New Jersey at this point is much much better. Okay. So that that's that's the fact. That's okay. And how would you compare it to California? Do you know would which you know? doesn't have any mandate? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. So, no. I, I mean. And that's why a lot of like you see international patients come in. They you see people from California and different states fly into New York, in New Jersey to get treatment. Oh, that is correct. Yes. Uh, so first, uh, d- this is what I learned uh, working in Manhattan because uh, United States offers a lot of uh, services other countries don't don't provide. Okay. So for uh, different type of uh, ser- services. Right, but you would see like you've heard it before. If you go to Europe. The cost mm-hmm. for an IVF cycle is significantly less, especially for medications than it is in the States. Yes. But still, I wonder why international patients still decide to come here. Why do you think is that? But, but I, I, would, I would say like uh, maybe, I wouldn't say like many, uh, but I would say uh, Catholic countries, they have like many restrictions. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah, the same. Uh, I mean, uh, Spain. So that, that's yeah. why many clinics, uh, many clinics uh, in um, American clinics, they have uh, uh, places in uh, in Europe. Mm-hmm. 
I think they, they can start like a monitoring or do like protestings there and they, they will come to uh, New York um, for the treatment. Wow. Uh, just because of the restrictions. Like, let's say uh, China, in China, sex selection is illegal. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but when they start treatment in China, mm-hmm. then go to New York for treatment, so they have an option to select wow. a, a sex of the baby. Wow. So the same for same-sex couple uh, in uh, in cuddly countries. It's like a very, very limited. So that's the same. They're coming to uh, United States, and that's why uh, I would say New York and L.A. became so popular, popular destination. That's interesting, though, because... A lot of people that live in the States always try to say, oh, like, I'd rather just go to Europe and get treatment done. When in reality, I don't think they really understand the facts behind that. Yes, your medications might be significantly cheaper in treatment, but there are restrictions there too, obviously. Absolutely. With genetic testing. Absolutely. And besides, uh, this is on the American side. FDA has very big restrictions right everything you're taking every medication you're taking they are fda approved Mm. so there is no chance that it is a false or it's not working right throughout your experience since we know the three struggles the three main struggles patients go through emotional distress physical pain financial burdens so what is something people seem to misunderstand from the start of their journey. So, for example, we know that certain clinics, no questions asked, start you on medications without really providing you a financial breakdown. Now, we're not going to name any clinics here because there's a lot, right? Or better yet, they don't even give you the options. They just say, hey, take Clomid right away, right? Especially if you are under... 38 or 35 in that if you're especially if you're under that age i call it a statistic trap for those clinics right because we don't see what they see Mm -hmm. we at the end of the day the patients want a baby right and so the physician has to give them that hope and and to and for that hope to trigger they tell them to start a medication right away so what is something that people seem to misunderstand from the start of their journey? But I, I think uh, I, I think that uh, patients are they, they rely on the doctors and uh, they probably have to do like a more some some homework to understand the benefits right so it's not going to be like a financial i I understand it's it's a very emotional field right and the reason why uh you you know uh, i mean i i heard like so many co-workers my my co-workers uh said like if you start if you are in the infertility field you you cannot just quit Mm -hmm. because it's so it's it's very rewarding Right. Like when you see this, the eyes of the woman, she got pregnant and she got a child. It's a very rewarding uh, field. Of I try to uh, maybe like educate 
my mm-hmm. my patients right. with like financial stuff. The patients don't have to take the medication right away. Mm-hmm. They can wait the other month, right, in order to get their finances ready to really understand what their policy is, right, to see what their restrictions are. Like I say all the time, at the end of the day, they're going to end up with a $1,000 bill, not their physician, not anybody else. Yeah. What I would say to to clients and patients is that just don't take anything, mm-hmm. right? Don't take anything. You don't have to. Yes, your nurse is going to say, well, the doctor wants you to start this, this and that. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But you don't have to, right? Uh, basically, yes, but it depends on the testings. But so- is it really fair to make and make the patient start even with all these results why do they have to start them there and then when clearly people are desperate yes but at the same time it's like they're not their finances are not ready so why force a patient to start right away the reason is if they want to use insurance yeah, insurance is very strict Another- so you cannot you cannot use some sort of medication like you cannot start uh let's say uh injectables mm-hmm uh, unless you tried uh, like a pills, like a clomidine okay. letrozole. The physicians at the end of the day, it's it's their numbers, right? It's exactly, their numbers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But I think I feel like something that I would tell the, my clients and patients would be, you know, here are the results. Here are your policy restrictions or requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is how much it's going to cost. And then have give them that option to like make sure you're ready because it puts a lot of a lot of pressure on the patient to be like yeah start taking Clomid doctor says you need mm-hmm. to start taking Clomid you need to do IVF but hold up my policy says I have to do three IUIs you have to do a three IUIs because everything is normal right so then you have to start with IUIs and then you have to start with uh, with the Clomid before you taking injections so just because you are absolutely perfect. <laughs> And we don't know what is the reason. Mm-hmm. So if if there is a, something is abnormal, the insurance company will allow you to uh, to jump to IVF. If the physician writes a letter, oh, necessity? It's not, not necessarily a letter, just the test results. Okay. What if everything is normal and the doctor says you need to go straight into IVF? I mean that, that but your policy it, says you you need to do three IUIs. Um, I mean then maybe insurance company will that's something what the doctor will will have to explain to insurance company why. Yeah, I think that there there's a lot of scenarios when it Absolutely. when it comes to starting. It's it's never the same. It's, it's never, never the, the same. same. Everybody's Absolutely. policy is different. Everybody's finances are different. Absolutely. Every yes. physician is different on their technique. The embryologist technique. Absolutely, but, the, the the way you trust, you have to trust your doctor right. with what he's doing and the, what he's offering you. So that's that's very important. Okay. Yes. So, what advice would you give? Uh, financially to uh, to learn the policy to understand to understand your out of pocket expenses. Not to be surprised, it's it's expensive treatment, and sometimes uh, policies they have restrictions. So you you need I wouldn't say like you have to have money to start the treatment now. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that it will be expenses. So, what's something that you've seen from your experience with patients who do have policies? What's the number one misconception? What's something that really doesn't trigger them where where they understand fully when it comes to their policy? 
covered and not covered benefits. Right. Just because you have an insurance policy doesn't mean doesn't that mean you absolutely, have absolutely fertility not. benefits. Absolutely not. And it really depends on their employer, right? Uh, yes, the be- benefits the employer offers you. That's number one, of course. But at the same time, too, uh, even if you have a great insurance and you have a great infertility policy, you have to prove uh, to your insurance that you're infertile. So You, you have cannot, to you, prove. You, you, uh, you have to prove, yeah. Because it's infertility <sighs> benefits. So you just, uh, it's its not like, oh, I, I have, I have three girls and now I have, uh, I want a boy. Right. It's not. It doesn't happen that way. No. I mean, you, you can pay out of pocket, yes. Uh, but if you have uh, five girls and you want a son, mm-hmm. it's its different. You're not infertile. So you cannot, you, you don't have an access to your fertility benefits, unfortunately. Right. So what if I have a policy that has fertility infertility benefits but obviously i want to have a boy i have to pay for ivf but my monitoring services and screenings can that be billed to my insurance thank you for tuning in did you like this episode do you want to hear more comment like subscribe share tell me your concerns ask me your questions go to my website to schedule your complimentary video call with me where we will build a thorough framework of your financial fertility journey and plan a stress-free journey how about that you aren't alone and i hope to help you thrive and strive financially throughout your fertility journey